Welcome to the Treeleaf Zendo podcast. Treeleaf is a Soto Zen Sangha available anytime, anywhere at treeleaf.org. Come sit with us. Welcome, everybody. Could you turn your microphones off? Thank you. I think they're off. Everyone can hear okay? We begin our Ango and Jukai season for this year. I was explaining that Ango is a 90-day period in which we practice a little more seriously. We sit a little longer. We promise not to eat too hungrily, too greedily. Um, We maybe try to be a little gentler, a little kinder, but really we should do this all the time. But Ango is just a time to remind us to focus on this. Uh, And then we study Jukai. Jukai is to study the Kai, not to kill, not to steal. And We also do sewing in our Sangha. We sew a Buddhist robe. Uh, Some of our members will be sewing. But today I'm going to talk about the koans. The koans we've been studying from the Book of Serenity. And uh, people were asking me, um, you know, are you going to give a talk about the Ango and Jukai? And I said, yes, I'm going to speak about the koans. And I thought to myself, well, wait a second, do these koans have anything to do with Jukai and Ango? And then I looked at them, and of course, the koans are about all of life and all of our practice. And Ango and Jukai is about all of life and all of practice. We have some Japanese guests, please excuse me, my bad explanation, but... So, of course, these koans are about Jukai, and these koans are about Ango. Let's look at the first, Biko's No Enlightenment. Attention, Master Beko sent a monk to ask Kyozan, do people these days have to attain enlightenment? Kyozan replied, it's not that there's no enlightenment, but how can one not fall down into the second level? The monk related this to Beko, who wholeheartedly approved it. You know, we say in Soto Zen, there's nothing to attain. Mokuteki wa nai. Kedo, we say in Soto Zen that there's nothing to attain. But if you truly, truly realize there's nothing to attain, truly, truly, truly understand there's no place to go, 
you have attained the greatest treasure and you have arrived at the only place you can ever be, that you have always been. In Soto Zen, we go very, very, very deep by stopping and resting. As I was explaining to them before, a mountain knows this. A mountain doesn't try to compete with the other mountains. Scuba-san doesn't say, ah, oh, Fuji-san is bigger than me. It's better. Scuba-san is Scuba-san. Scuba is our mountain, little mountain here in Scuba. And Fuji-san is the great mountain in Japan. Fuji-san is Fuji-san. Scuba-san is Scuba-san. Only Ningen, only human being, tries to compare, tries to do, tries to go. tries to attain enlightenment. But when you truly attain and realize non-attaining, you've attained something great that maybe the birds and the trees and the mountains know, but human beings have forgotten. Now, I want to say I live in Science City here, Scuba, and we have some people here connected to science, like space. And if human being was, like I said, there would be no human civilization, human life. We'd never go to space. We have to have goals. We have to want to achieve. But can you achieve and at the same time know how to rest? We have some people in school working very hard to get their goal to achieve something, to write a thesis or something like that? Do you know how to do that? But yet each moment is just what it is complete at the same time? That's what these koans are about. When you're here, just be here. When you're here, just be here. I'm moving forward with my hand for our podcast listeners. When you're here, just be here. And when you're just here and just here, you just hey, you've made progress. Of course, there's enlightenment. But when you think that there is an enlightenment I need to attain, you uh, fall into what's called here the second level. You've created a division. You've created a se separation. Our practice is about getting past that. The way to achieve enlightenment is not to think there's an enlightenment somewhere out there to attain. When you think it's a thing out there, you create the separation. When you just stop, rest, give up the thought of enlightenment, what second is there? In your Ango practice, in your Jukai practice, you're going to run into this all the time. I get people who come to me Every year, usually in the first week, and they say, I killed a mosquito. I'm going to quit Jukai. I've broken the precepts already. Or uh, I promised myself no pizza, and I just, uh, I had a, a pizza. I ate pizza. I'm going to hell. I'm just, I'm, I'm quitting. I'm, this is, and I say, no, 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 no. We all, in Ango, and every day we make a promise. I'm my promise. Uh, this is going to be a little personal, but um, well, Kionin, I can't be as good as you. Kionin told me to stop all bread and carbohydrates. I'm cutting them in half. Okay, okay. 
and uh, fattening things, ice cream. I'm not giving up all ice cream, but one half for three months. Okay. It's good for my spiritual development and it's good for my diet. So even though there's nothing to achieve, it's good for my diet. You see the two go together. And uh, I'm going to India in November. So I've decided, you know, Japanese monk, we say we're monk. And yet we have mar we're married, we have kids. This is very personal to tell people I've just met the first day. I'm celibate for the next three months. Because I'm going to India. You know, that's the home office. That's the hombu. So I've decided... The Indian monks, Chinese monks, you know, they don't get married, no girls, nothing, you know. Japanese monks, you know, they drink a little, they party a little. I'll tell you a funny story. There's a Sri Lankan temple. I think I told you the story last time. There's a Sri Lankan temple in the next town here that all the Sri Lankan people go and has Sri Lankan monks. And next to the Sri Lankan temple, there was a Japanese temple that had Bonodori. Bonodori is a kind of dance that they do here for um, the Day of the Dead, like in Mexico. So the Japanese are out there dancing Bonodori, and the Sri Lankan monks came out, and people said, oh, welcome, come on, let's dance. And they said, no, 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 we can't dance, sorry. It's against the rules in Sri Lanka, no dancing. And they said, okay, well, have a beer. No, 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 can't have a beer. And then the girls were running up, you know, the women grabbing their hands, and the monks were turning around, no, you can't touch me, you're not supposed to touch me. They can't even touch women, you know. And J the Japanese, you know, monks are just, you know, have a beer. Let's dance. So, but um, let's say for three months I'm going the Sri Lankan way as much as possible. Um, except uh, I will eat pizza in just small portions. Now, the point of the koan is there's everything to achieve sometimes by giving up our excess wants and our excess desires. Yokobo, yeah, ningen wa yokobo de furuteiru. Hoshimono, hoshimono, hoshimono. Sore usegen suru koto wa kachi aru. You know? Hoshimono nara. Hoshi wa atoma no naka desu. What you want is in your head. If you really learn to just be satisfied with what you have, it's a great strength. People always say, I have a Mercedes, I want a, a Ferrari. I have a Ferrari, I want a Maserati. Everything's always progressing. I like my bicycle. I like my 10-year-old car. It gets me where I'm going. Be satisfied. I'm like a king compared to most people in the world. Be satisfied with what you have. People don't know how to be satisfied. A lot of ango is about being satisfied. But it's also about making mistakes and falling down. We'll talk about that with the next koan. Attention. Master Joshu asked Master Toshi, when a man who dies the great death revives, what then? Going by night isn't permitted. It is better to arrive during the day. The great death is not necessarily to die. It, it means satori, which means like all separation disappears. I shouldn't be explaining this like this, but there Even when you achieve this, we live in a world of separation, things. So 
we cannot live in this world of unity and we cannot live in this world just of harmony they are not to oh boy am i messing this up note to self secretary we're deleting last two minutes from talk afterwards please no See, you can't go. You, I said there are no mistakes in Zen, but we edit it out. No? Okay. Let's say in Zen we live in two ways. One way, iku tokuro nai, yarukoto nai, kore wa kanpeki. Mohitotsu no yarikata. Iku tokuro aru, ikenakeba nanenai koto ippai aru. There are two ways to see in Zen. Many things to achieve, many promises I make. I won't eat chocolate. I won't do this. I won't do that during Ango. I'm going to sew diligently. I'm going to complete the sewing perfectly. I'm going to abide by every precept perfectly. That's one way. And we also say that no mistake is possible. Aru tachibakara. Sorry, bukyo no oshene. In the Buddhist teaching, it is impossible to make a mistake. Everything is just what it is. At the same time, human being makes mistakes. You make mistakes in your life. You make mistakes in your life. Which is the right way to see life? Both for us. If you make a mistake in your sewing, you don't live by day only. You don't live by night. If you make a mistake in your sewing, no mistake is possible. Every stitch, even if you put it backwards and you put the wrong part in the wrong part of the roksu, it is what it is. If you break a precept, let's say you go out tomorrow, you rob a bank. Oh, I promise not to rob banks during the three months. It is what it is. It's just the perfect is what it is bank robbery. By the way, I'm not encouraging you to rob banks. Listen to what I'm saying. But of course, that's only one way to look at things in our life. We don't rob banks. We promise not to kill, not to steal, not to tell a lie, not to do bad thing. We promise to keep everything we vow during Ango perfectly. When we try to sew, we diligently and carefully try to sew without making a mistake. That's true too. Both true. You live by night and day. Both perspectives true. So if you make a mistake in our way, first you try not to make a mistake in your sewing. Shingen is our sewing guide. So please listen to him on this. And also, if you have questions about Ango and Jukai, please listen to Sekishi and Daizan, who are our guides for uh, Jukai. They're the fellows who will get you straight if you wander off. But generally, when we're sewing, we carefully and diligently try not to make a mistake. Ano, so no don't make a mistake. But if you make a mistake, 
It's a mistake. What do you do? First off, you think, there is no mistake. And you think, I made a mistake. We're kind of thinking, maybe our head is seeing things in many different ways. So we reflect, ah, I made a mistake. I'll fix it. You go back, you take it apart, and you start again. Isn't that a good way in your life if you make a mistake? Maybe at work or in your personal life, your marriage or anything, with your relationship, with your children, anything. You make a mistake. Human beings, we all make mistakes. Today, I was bringing out the tea for these people, and I was thinking about, oh, I'm going to give a talk about mindfulness today. You know, you know I tripped and dropped three of the teacups all over the floor. Did you hear? When I was bringing out the tea, you must have heard. Suddenly, I went, I think I said the, that's Sanskrit, you know. I said something. In Zen, the teacups are broken. We try not to break the teacups. Grab a broom, sweep up the teacups, start again. You make a mistake in your relationship. You make a mistake in your life, your work. Yeah? Everybody makes mistakes, and people take it very personally in their relationship, in their life. Mentali demo machigayoru. Hanseishite. Kokuro heiwashite. Reflect. In your heart, feel stillness and know that there is no mistake possible. But at the same time, you've made a mistake. Reflect. Prepare what you can. Move forward. That's our way. It's very practical for life. Believe me, because I make mistakes every day. Just ask my wife. She'll tell me about them. Okay. Machigai wa nai. Machigai wa there is no mistake. You've made a mistake. Reflect on the mistake, but there is no mistake. There is no mistake, but we fix the mistake. Reflect. Try to repair what you can. Move forward. It's a good rule of thumb. Shiso's transmission. The head monk Shiso asked Master Hogan Osho, that means, hey, big priest guy, as head of the temple, Whose dharma did you receive? Who's your teacher? Hogan said, Master Jesus. Now, that's a, you got to know the background of the story. Originally, they had another teacher, and he left the other teacher, and he went to Master Jesus. So the first guy, Jesus, kind of teasing him about that and said, Oh, yeah, you quit our place, and you went to the competition. In this story, he left their first teacher. He went to a new teacher. And he said, aren't you greatly transgressing against our late teacher, Choke? And Hogan replied, I didn't understand anything that Choke was saying. 
It's like listening to that Jindo guy. I don't understand the word he's saying. Then why don't you ask? Hogan said, among the myriad forms is a solitary manifest body. What does it mean? At that point, Shiso lifted up his host to his fly whisk. And Hogan said, you learned that at Showcase Place. Why don't you speak for yourself? What's your expression? And Shiso had nothing to say. Then Hogan just said, as it says, among the myriad forms is a solitary manifest body. Does it wipe out the myriad forms or does it not wipe out the myriad forms? She so answered, it does not wipe them out. Hogan said, a duality. The followers of Shiso, the monks on both sides of the Dharma Hall, all said, it does wipe them out. And then the other guy said, it doesn't wipe them out. And this guy said, well, kind of, it wipes them out, but it doesn't wipe them out. And Hogan said, among the myriad forms is a solitary manifest body. Ha! People are always debating. We have opinions. Even here, they have an opinion. Whose teacher is the best teacher? My teacher is better than your teacher. My view of the harmony of the universe beyond all opinions is better than your opinion of the harmony of the universe beyond all opinions. There's a way of looking at life beyond all opinions. There's a way of experiencing the wholeness of being and beyond even the word being. Because people will get to say, is there being or non-being in life? And the Buddhists will say, don't even argue about that. It's so much just what it is. We don't even argue about to be or not to be. There's a way beyond all opinions and differences where all of this wholeness comes together. And Buddhists have been arguing about that, and all religions have been arguing about that for 2,500 years, about who's got the best way of expressing this thing beyond all opinions. There's a way of experiencing life beyond human opinions. When we sit, we don't drop, we don't think about this is right, this is wrong, this is the best way, this is good, this is bad. Everything is just what it is, and we kind of experience this unity beyond all opinions. So these guys start arguing about it. Someone came to me yesterday and they said, I took um, uh, Jukai at a different Soto group and I sewed the Roksu there. Can I wear it at Tree Leaf? And I said, of course. And they said, well, that group doesn't let you wear another Roksu. You have to wear their Roksu. And I said, that's fine, that's their way. I'm not going to debate about whether their way is better or my way is better. They have their way, I have my way. You listen to Buddhist teachers, sometimes I listen to a Buddhist teachers, like a musician listening to other musicians. I say, I like that guy, I don't like that guy. But other guy listens to him and he says, oh, you don't like that guy? He's great. The guy you don't like, 
He's great. The guy I like. You don't like him? You're crazy. Music. To listen to different teachings, like Buddhist teachings, even different religion, or uh, even have no religion. Who's right? Maybe they're all wrong. Maybe they're all a little right. You think what I'm saying here is the, the last word? No! I just have one thing I'm offering you. There is a way to experience life beyond all opinions. There's a way to experience life beyond all separation of me and you and the other thing and the tree out there is all separate. And we experience that there's something that brings it all together beyond all division. Zenbu So if you study the precepts, people said, what's the right answer on this precept? And I told um, our precept guide, who will be Shokai, this time in Kyonin. Kyonin will be mentoring or tutoring the precepts this time as one of our senior students with Shokai. And I said, but don't tell anyone exactly what to believe about these precepts. Huh? They need to find what the precept means for themselves. Now, let me explain something like that. The clearest example. Don't kill. There are definitely the rules about don't kill that are very, very clear. Don't kill from anger and violence. Don't kill innocent people when you can. Yeah? This is very clear. So, okay. But then we had a couple of people in the um, Sangha over the years who were in the military. And they said, I think I've killed innocent people sometimes. And I had to do it because I thought that was protecting the country. Or a policeman said, I accidentally shot someone sometime. I didn't realize it. I thought I was doing the right thing. They need to find the meaning of this precept for themselves. My teacher Nishijima felt that the country needs to have a military because protecting civilization is actually saving life. You can argue about the particular war, and I have. I've marched uh, peace demonstrations. I think most wars are stupid. Hmm? My joke in my family is my wife's uncle and my uncle were in the same battle of World War II on different sides. My wife is Japanese. I have his picture up there standing in the military uniform. He was at the battle. I believe it was in the Pacific. My uncle was somewhere nearby shooting at each other. And now that's my family. War is stupid. Someday Ningen, the human being, has to have no sense of but my teacher felt that in this world, there are people who want to do harm. Sometimes a policeman needs to shoot someone to save a life. And a soldier sometimes needs to fight to protect civilization because protecting civilization is sometimes necessary. These people need to find the meaning of the precept for themselves. And the same with the precept on taking and the same with the precept on telling a lie. For example, my wife 
She buys a new dress. Do you like my dress? Always. Yeah. In my head, I might think, but I never say that. Okay? So, how to say this? The Buddha even said, now, now, I don't want to hurt her feelings. That's one reason. The other reason is I want to keep peace in my house. And the other reason is, like I just said, one man's beautiful dress is another man's ugly dress. Maybe she's got better sense than me. It's okay. She might be right. By the way, my wife, I'm just, I was think, talking theoretically in case she hears this. All your clothes are great. Great. In case you hear this later. Um, the Buddha even told white lies. Do you know that? He called them expedient means. He told the story that sometimes to express the Buddha teachings to people, it's hard to understand. You might have to kind of put it in a nice way. One of the examples maybe is, you know, we talk about the Joto, the pure land. As some place you go, when you die, you go to heaven. But if you really listen to a lot of teachers, they're saying, you know, it's right here. We tell you it's out there. You know, so you've got, oh, okay, I'm going, to, I'm going to go out there to Jodo. But really, it's in your heart the whole time. You understand? Heaven and hell could be here. Hell, too, if you live ugly, violently, angrily, you make a hell. Real. People say, do you believe in heaven and hell when you die? I say, I don't know about that. I don't know. I'm not one of those Buddhists who talks about rebirth, rebirth. I don't know. I leave that alone. But I know I've seen people with hell and heaven right here. That's for sure. So sometimes even the Buddha would sugarcoat things or put them a different way. So in other words, I guess what I'm saying during the Sangho is you commit to a certain lineage and you commit to the precepts. But I'm not saying you have to be exclusively married to me or to tree leaf. You are practicing for all sentient beings. That's your Sangha. All things are your teacher. It's nice if you feel at home in this community. It's nice if you want to kind of commit to tree leaf and you're sowing a tree leaf and you take the vows here. But it's not, I'm not a my way or the highway kind of guy. You understand? Your sangha, your community is all sentient beings. That's who you're working for. Talking about marriage, we come to the last koan, Shuzan's new bride. A monk asked Shuzan, what is Buddha? Shuzan replied, a new bride rides a donkey her mother-in-law leads. Huh? Isn't that clear? Okay, let me, let me, let me try. This is a, a, a part of a long line of koans that try to say your idea of Buddha. Buddha is sometimes a word. There was this guy, Buddha. But we also mean Buddha for whatever great and sacred in life. And sometimes people think, oh, it's like this golden person with light, right? Buddha, like a god. So the Zen master said, no, what's Buddha? Shit. Pardon my language. But that's what they said. Dried shit is the Buddha. And people were shocked. There's a, a saying, pardon my expression, but that's what the koan says. I forget how to say it in Japanese. Kanfusetsu something. Famous koan. Meaning that what you think is sacred is the lowest thing, the lowest thing and the highest thing, all sacred, 
right here. Or uh, they said, what is Buddha? And he said, um, six pounds of cloth. Just something you'd have in the house. He would say that bed sheet. That chair. You think Buddha is something. Ah, oh, that's having the second level that they were talking about. Buddha is somewhere out there. No, the most ordinary thing. Zen masters are always doing this. What's Buddha? What's Buddha? What's Buddha? It's not some, oh, it's dried shit. It's, I have to tell you this too. It's the ugly parts of life and the beautiful parts of life. It's the peaceful smile and the battlefield. It's the gorgeous mountain with the sun shining and the garbage dump. Gomi shori jomo, Buddha. Senso no. Kanashimi mo, Buddha. But here's the point. In the ugliness of us, for human beings, it's hidden. That's why we sit and clear the heart. There's a certain way to find that life is something beyond a kind of good beyond what we think of as just beautiful and ugly and good and bad. And when we sit, we taste this a little bit. The shit is shit, but to us. So in this story, in China, the bride never rode on the donkey and the mother-in-law in the front. That's backwards. That's disrespectful. So the koan is saying, this is, everything's backwards. The mother-in-law rides and the daughter walks in front in China, in old China. But yet the koan is saying, oh, it's so wonderful. Everything's upside down. Buddha is upside down because our view of what is up and down is just human judgment too. That's also Buddha. Again, she cut this part out later. It's, I can't make a mistake, but this is just... This is just I shouldn't be explaining these at all or talking about them. And every time I'm saying that, I'm saying, that's really not only part of what it's about. That's not a very good explanation. Cut. We're going to edit this completely. I'm going to overdub it later. We're going to fix it all. Okay. This talk about not making mistakes. In any event, here's the point. In Zen practice, you go to monastery. You think monastery is about being free. Monastery is Rules. Kisoku, Kijun, Yarikata. You know uh, Sado, tea ceremony? You know, for foreigners, we have our tea, we drink it, right? Japanese, 30 minutes to make a cup of tea. How inefficient. Yeah? First, uh, you ever see the Japanese tea ceremony? They take five minutes just to open the door the right way. Then they have to bow, right? And then to take out their napkin... Just fold the napkin, guys. It's just a cup of tea. Well, if you go to uh, Zen monastery, it's like that from morning to night. And our ango is a little bit like this. You should realize that a little in your life. When you change the baby diaper, actually, the baby's crying. I give you permission to go a little faster than the tea ceremony. But it's a sacred ceremony. Bow. Take the diaper 
as you look at the dirty diaper, remember what Jundo said. Buddha is shit. Really. Put it down and bow. It's a sacred thing. My kids are now past diapers, but still, it was a very special time. Upside down, what we think is sacred is ordinary, and what we think is ordinary is sacred, upside down. We try to be good about the rules and keep them, be diligent, yet we make mistakes. Making a mistake, we realize there's no mistake. Move forward, upside down. I'm trying to keep my Kesa on here that has fallen off three times today. I do my best, reflect, tie it again, move forward. I dropped the teacups before. I grabbed the broom, swept them up. That's Buddha. That's Buddha. But yet, if your heart is filled with anger and violence and greed, miniqui, ano, mite mo wakaranai. You, you, you can't see it. It's, you're blind. That's why we try to live peacefully. Okay? During Ango, during Jukai, please just try to keep that philosophy. Do your best. Try not to make a mistake. Be sincere and diligent. Try to keep your vows. And yet, and yet, you can never break these vows. And yet, and yet, if you break a vow, gasho, clean up the shit, move forward, okay? Okay, that's enough uh, of this uh, talking for today. By the time we get it edited later, it'll only be 10 minutes long, right, Segeshi? Uh, any questions, please? That's not optional for my students because I just like to l l use the system here. And you have a question, please just, any question? What meaning? Jukai see now. Uh, jukai. Jukai is, uh, kai is the precepts, like don't kill, don't steal. And ju is ukeru. Ah. Yeah. So for three months, we, we, we study each precept, like one week about killing, one week about stealing. And they also, we do sewing, and people do some other practice. And then at the end, we have a ceremony. But I say, I always tell people, in my view, the ceremony itself is just the celebration of how we live every day. The ceremony does not make magic for me. It's not like you have the ceremony, oh, and after that I'm turning into some saint. No. Jukai is now, and Jukai is now, and Jukai is now with every choice you make before the ceremony and after the ceremony. The ceremony is our celebration of this. That's my view. Hmm? Another question? Yes. Ango. Ango means, on is yasu, no on, and go is iru no go. Yeah, to be, to be peaceful in one place. Anshin no an, and iku no go, right? So, iru, iru no go, iru no go. So, it's just to be peaceful in one place. It was in India when it rained. By the way, I can't go to India now because this is a big rain. I have to go in November when it stops raining. You can't go. It's impossible to go now. So the monks would just stop and be together for three months. That was Ango. But when it went to China and Japan, it was just a time for the monks to come together in the monastery and to be together. Now for our home people, 
Your monastery is your home, really. If you realize that the most sacred ceremony, bowing and lighting incense to golden Buddha, is changing ba baby diaper, you are a member of Tree Leaf Sanghas, my friends. That's what our ceremony is all about. If you realize that changing that flat tire on the car is as sacred as that tea ceremony or anything else, you are a member of Tree Leaf Sangha. That's our, our monastery is our home here. Okay. How about some of the guys overseas? Somebody give me a wave. One of my guys. Jodin, I volunteer you. Thank you, Jindo. Uh, this is not a question, but just a commentary for all the people um, doing Ango for the first time. Just be patient and enjoy your mistakes, enjoy everything that happens, and don't push yourself too hard, but at the same time, push yourself too hard in order to just learn, to just be, to, to just feel all the experience. Um, for me, the meaning of Ango is to just push us a little bit harder than our regular lives in order to open up and, and, and learn. And in my experience, by the end of Angle, um, every little thing you did during these three months will remain forever in your life. So that's, um, that's very powerful when you realize that Angle is over, but you still keep doing all those little things you, you started to do. So... Be patient, pay attention, and, and just uh, enjoy. Push yourself too hard, but not as hard to make yourself suffer for this. There's, we, we, we often talk about the musical string. There's a famous Buddhist story about if a string on a guitar too tight, you can't play. It breaks. If the string is too loose, you can't play. Not too tight, not too loose makes beautiful music. That's our way. So in your practice, too, not too tight, but not too loose. Anybody else? James, is that, uh, were you moving your hand? Or did I just, no? Anyone? Yes. Oh, second level. Second level uh, was the expression about creating separation. In our practice, we're trying to realize this thing that's so not separate. It's just here and always this. And if you think about it as a thing, it's always separate. I want to get there. I want to do, achieve this. So even enlightenment, people say, I want to get it like it's a thing I'm going to buy in the store. I'm going to go to Costco or some the shopping mall and I'm going to get enlightenment. They have it in the enlightenment section. It's not a thing like that. By truly not creating two, by truly not seeking to achieve, you achieve. Human beings, we're not used to thinking like this because we're always trying to get. That's two. That's the two levels. Thank you for joining us for the Tree Leaf Zendo podcast. Tree Leaf is an online practice place for people who cannot easily attend a Zen center due to health, location, work, childcare, or family needs. We provide netcast zazen, retreats, discussion, jukai, the support of fellow practitioners, 
interaction with the teacher, and all other activities of a Zen Buddhist Sangha, all fully online, accessible anytime, anywhere, without charge. Come build the future of online Zen community and practice.